Hello and welcome to another episode of Archive Panic. I'm your host Ben Niven. And I'm Jacob Russell. And today we're going to be taking a look at the next in our John Carpenter lineup, the anthology movie Body Bags. Body Bags! This is. You won't know this, so this is our second attempt at recording this. <laughs> Why do you always need to say that, man? Because it fucks up. Because it's funny. Yeah, the recording got corrupted. Like a BBC presenter that got corrupted. Possibly nonsense. Corrupted, and, uh, by, uh, <laughs> corrupted by the sight of, uh, as the kids say, bussy. So, you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm down with the kids today, Nevin. I'm you down say with that because you've got a can of Prime? I bought a can of Prime. Why, <laughs> why would you do that? Because they were in the shop, and I'd never, I've never had one before. And... Uh, I thought, fuck it, I'll try one. Well, go on then. Let's. That's what the, the intro to this podcast is going to be. Get, get some ASMR on you go. Get some ASMR here. <laughs> so this is the. Uh, Was the moan necessary? Ah, it's ASMR. People keep saying, "Oh, it's not sexual." It's fucking sexual. Oh, so, yeah, it is, man. Come on, fuck you. Go cunts like licking microphones and that is ASMR. It's like ah. Yeah. So this is the uh, tropical punch flavor. Uh, it's the energy drink one. Yeah. Smells like shite. Smells like sherbet. When was the last time you sniffed an energy drink? Fucking tan it. Smells like sherbet. Good. I'm going to be doing the whiskey tasting style here. Oh, go on. (laughs) I can hear you. Fuck me, that is cherry as fuck. Is it cherry? Yeah. No, it's tropical punch, but it tastes like cherry to me. Alright then. I'm very disappointed. Why, why, why did it, millions of children in this country start riots for this fucking drink? Because kids are stupid. Hmm. I mean, I'll fucking finish it, but you know. We started riots for the Nintendo Wii. Well, you did, I didn't. <laughs> Our families did. Mine didn't. You never had a Wii? I did have a Wii, but... Yeah, I was, like, get up you then! I did have a Wii, but that was because it was cheaper than PS3 at the time. Yeah. Well, and yeah. then the next Christmas I got a PS3. Yeah. Actually, I don't even think it was Christmas. I think I waited till my birthday and I got a PS3. But, you know. But, you know, this Tropical Punch Flavor Prime, very disappointing. Children today are hopeless. You say that as if we had a fucking hope in hell when we were kids. <laughs> we were idiots too. <laughs> yeah, oh well. Kind of stupid shit we got up to, man. I used to set pencils on fire and throw them at people in biology. Yeah. That's why I wasn't allowed to take science classes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. I nearly set fire to a teacher's tie. Hmm. Well, no, no. In my defence, I didn't set fire to the tie. He was the idiot that left his tie hanging loose when he went to put out the Bunsen burner when I lit the wrong tap. Because <laughs> the way it worked out was you connected your Who Bunsen burner to a gas tap. Who was that? Me. No, no, who was the teacher? Uh, Campbell. Oh, right, yeah. I remember going into his class once. Old, old Campbell, not curly-haired Campbell. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I remember I went into his class once and he mm. was fucking... Wait, Campbell, black hair or glasses? English. Oh, right, completely different. Who's the guy I'm thinking of? You're thinking of curly-haired Campbell, the guy that was heavy into Star Wars? Black hair and glasses? Yeah. Oh, uh, right, I remember walking into his class because he was my register, register teacher or whatever. Remember at the start of term each year we had to go into a different classroom? In a different fucking. You're thinking a completely different Campbell then, because the registry teachers were totally different for the science ones. No, no, I know that's PSE, right? 
But yeah. at the start of each term, we had to go to a different classroom. Ours was always the physics room of Mr. Campbell, right? Oh, no, yeah. No, yeah. you're right, yeah. Yeah, and I remember walking into his classroom once he was blasting uh, Behind the Crooked Cross by Slayer. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> so I just remember looking at him and being like, alright. I like you. <laughs> you're a bit try-hard, but I like you. <laughs> no, I was plugging it into the bench but I plugged the bench burner into the wrong gas tap, so I made a flamethrower. Hmm. And uh, the teacher leant over the desk to turn off the tap. And his fucking tie was like inches away from the flame. <sighs> Do you remember there was a there was also a science teacher that told me that I'd grow up to be an alcoholic? Do you remember? Him? Yeah, because you really like energy drinks. Who was that? I don't know. Was that also a Campbell? It might have been one of the Campbells. Yeah, there was tons of Campbells at our school. <laughs> it's a Scottish fucking secondary school. There's gonna be about four hundred Campbells. All all over the fucking gaff. Mm. Ah well, body bags. <laughs> Aye, it's a fucking weird movie. Uh-huh. Uh with truly, well, it's, it's an anthology movie, so there's always going to be like, it's always going to be hit or miss. Yes. Right, regardless of how good it is, whether it's you know even Creep Show, one of the you know exemplary forms of the anthology trilogy, has its weak points. Yeah, the fucking Georgie, Georgie, but Stephen King and the Astros. Yes, yeah. Stephen King's section. But uh, you know. Although I do kind of like that the comedy elements of that are quite fun, but yeah. Nah, the only bit I like about that is just because I'm a huge fucking wrestling nerd. He's watching WWE from like pre Hulk Hogan era. Yeah. But uh, you know, um, we're truly in the. 90s era of John Carpenter um, an era bar one movie I know fuck all about uh, <laughs> and mm-hmm. it's an era that is kind of looked down upon so uh, it's kind of interesting or excited just to see what the fuss is about see what the yeah see exactly where this uh, yeah. this reputation comes from and if it is indeed well earned mm-hmm. uh, so far based on what we've seen from the 90s it fucking was because my god, Memoirs of His Invisible Man still stays with me to this day. is one of the worst fucking films I've ever watched. I, I f- still... I harbour a deep <laughs> hatred for that movie. I wouldn't call it one of the worst movies I've ever watched. I've seen, I fucking I've would. certainly seen a lot worse. Um, Go on. I don't know. When you're into like all these weird sort of 80s direct-to-video like, horror movies, you're bound to see some worse shit. True. Uh, but it's still like... Even some of those are like entertaining... This mm. was just, like... It was boring, yeah. Disgraceful. Body Bags... Is, but I, but I Body say, Bags is... It's a fun movie, I would say. I wouldn't say it's shit. It's... It's... It's, it's not... <laughs> I would say it's good. I would actually recommend it. Yeah, yeah. Well, we should also mention as well, this is a collaborative effort. Um, it's, it's, yeah, John Carpenter John, and Toby Hooper. Yeah, John Carpenter does the first two segments. Um, Toby Hooper does the final segment. And there's another guy who does the wraparound segments with... Carpenter playing. He was uncredited. Yeah. In the movie, though. Yeah, but whatever. Uh, Carpenter plays the morgue attendant. He looks like he's having a great time. So. Oh yeah, he's fucking loving life, man. He's honestly having the yeah the time of his fucking life. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And it's so entertaining to watch. I love watching actors have fun. Mm -hmm. It's just oh, there's something about it, man. When you can tell that they're just chewing up the scenery and just like fucking around with props and stuff, and it's just ah. Brilliant. Yeah, we should also mention as well. This is another TV movie. Um, this is yes, a, yes, it was. Yeah, he did do for a Showtime, wasn't it? Yeah, for Showtime. Yeah, because it was. It wasn't originally supposed to be a movie. It was supposed to be a, a TV show. Um, it was supposed to be like Showtime's answer to Tales from the Crypt. Um, but we're not entirely sure why. Nobody's ever really given a reason. Uh, during the filming of the the show, they decided that the series wasn't going to go ahead. 
and that whatever they had was going to be finished and they would just release it as a TV movie. Kind of a similar situation as to, well not like a one-to-one comparison, but at least somewhat similar uh, to what happened to uh, Police Squad and the Naked Gun. And uh, they, yeah, wasn't that a TV show first? It was a TV show first that ran for one season, six episodes, mm-hmm. and they had an idea. The idea was it was going to keep going for as long as they could, and effectively, what happened when the TV show got cancelled, they still had scripts for like numerous different stuff. So they basically just took the scripts for mm-hmm. like the three, the next three seasons or something. Were like, yeah, let's just do these as movies, and we got Naked Gun, uh, two and a half, thirty three and a third. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> Did you ever hear about what the original, uh, before they made the Simpsons movie, did you ever hear what the Simpsons movie was actually going to be? What? It was that episode, um, it was an early season, because there was talks of making it a movie like after season two came out or something like that. Oh yeah, yeah, the Simpsons has been having a movie in the works for years, man. It was that episode, do you remember the Camp Krusty episode? Yes. Yeah, that was supposed to be the, oh, really? the original movie. Well, Obviously it didn't go ahead, so they just reworked it, turned it into an episode. But yeah. Mad. But... Body bags. Would have been funny if the movie was actually the Hank Scorpio episode. That'd have been fucking great. That might have been another pitch that they had. I can't yeah. remember. But uh, in regards That's to body bags, <laughs> like reaching at this point. Okay, this want some sugar. Want some cream? Uh, no. Yeah. <laughs> but um, with, with body bags, I mean, I don't know. I don't know why this would have got cancelled because uh, Tales from the Crypt was a successful show. Very much so, yeah. It was. Uh, uh, there was also Tales from the Dark Side around the same time. That was pretty successful as well. I don't know. Tales from the Dark Side. Yeah, that was the. Um, okay, so George, so a creep show one and two. Mm-hmm. There was supposed to be a creep show three. I know there was a creep show three in like two thousand six, but it's not connected to. It's got nothing to do with the first two. Right. Okay. Um, there was originally supposed to be a creep show three. Yes. Romero was going to do as well, uh, but that didn't end up happening. So mm-hmm. they decided to make Tales from the Dark Side, the movie, which Romero, I think he wrote one of the segments in it. Right, okay, and, uh, interesting. It was, an intre- it was a decent movie, and then that got turned into a series as well. Wow. It's, it's, it's basically just another Tales from the Dark Side. Yeah, and then later on we would get things like Are You Afraid of the Dark? Uh, yeah, that's, yeah, that's the, more for kids. Yeah. Was, it them, was it again the Midnight Society and shit like that? Yeah, which was right. in that Are You Afraid of the Dark? Uh, Goosebumps. Goosebumps. Fucking, wait, I fucking loved Goosebumps when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. It was the shit. I remember when I first got on Netflix, I binged the fuck out of Goosebumps. <laughs> it's great. It's, like, some of it holds up. I remember. And some of it is hilarious. Yeah, there's that episode of a very young Ryan Gosling. Oh, yeah. Say cheese and die. <laughs> um, no, I remember. Slappy still terrifies me to this day. Oh, hell yeah. I remember um, what we would do was uh, we would sit in the living room. It was me and our artist friend uh, me and our artist friend Alice yes <coughs> and uh, we would uh, binge watch Goosebumps and we would also binge uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer what a double bill mm. that's fucking good that's 90s as fuck <laughs> I know I know we were going to do Angel but I can't remember why we didn't but eh, it was there <laughs> that's fucking that is so I love that mm. great mm. So anyway, back to body bags. It's not as great as those. <laughs> no, but it is good. Mm. Uh, we get some fantastic performances, most notably from Mark Hamill, who fucking kills it in his role in the final oh, hell yeah. uh, of the of the three stories. John Carpenter, as we still plays our crypt keeper, 
mm-hmm. in the movie and again he absolutely fucking kills it does a fantastic job mm-hmm. he's also the, the studio mascot yes <laughs> right I got the shit scared out of me by this cunt right because he jumps out of the the studio is 187 right I don't even know what 187 is I think that just might have been made for this but yeah so he jumps out kind of similar to like the MGM lion but it's him with a chainsaw but he just jumps out with a chainsaw and starts screaming at the screen <laughs> and I wasn't expecting this because I just kind of again I we peek behind the curtain normally what I would do is like I'll try and watch the film at least twice once to just sit and take it in a second time to take notes right so the first time I watched this I just flung it on and I was like right okay and I went to get myself a snack and then all of a sudden like two seconds in I just hear a chainsaw and this maniacal laughter and I'm like what the fuck was that and I thought like I'd missed like a major part like I just went into a cold open or something so I fucking ran from my hallway into the computer and then I just see John Carpenter looking at me with a shit eating grin holding a fucking chainsaw I'm just like you dick John you're a dick and I love you (laughs) usually when I watch these I'm just watching these on the couch and I'll turn the I turned the lamp off, but I had to uh, turn my back to the screen to turn the lamp off. So all I heard was this chainsaw going off, and it didn't it didn't jump scare me or anything. But I just kind of turned oh, around. I, I just sort of turned around, and I was like, "Oh, it's John." <laughs> <laughs> oh, hi. Are they? Oh. Something big man. So yeah, we fight. We get our after the last movie. It's so nice to see the John Carpenter font back. Oh yeah, yeah. It's like seeing an old friend. Yeah. You want to go up uh, to as we see the credits come on and uh, fuck the soundtrack's good as well boys it's a fucking belter it hey, sounds like he was uh, listening to a bunch of hair metal oh yeah 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 big mm-hmm. time mm-hmm. it's pretty um, funky I wonder if he plays that live I, f- I feel like he would because it, it's the kind of music that really works well live you know like the guitars and the kind of rock elements to it I feel like you should play the, lay, the They Live soundtrack live as well, though, with that fucking saxophone. I feel like that would... Oh, probably. That would be yeah. well fucking good live. That would get fun dancing. Saxophone or the... It's a saxophone in it. Isn't it the... What do you call it? Harmonica? Yeah. Nah, it was two completely different sounds. It was uh, definitely a saxophone. Whatever. But, nah, I mean, uh, the soundtrack this year is pretty cool. Um, I do feel that John Carpenter, when it comes to music, he's a little bit behind the times. <laughs> when did this that, come out? That adds to his charm, though. Uh, when, when did this come out? Ninety three. So, ninety. I want to say ninety three. Was it ninety three? Yeah, I think yeah. so. Hold on, I'll double check just now. And, well, uh, yeah. So this came out in ninety three. Hair metal kind of died in ninety. 90- <laughs> Actually, no, I wouldn't say he's been in the time because hair metal kind of went away in ninety two. So he was, he was, he was okay. Hair metal kind of died in ninety two after Nevermind came out. So yeah. Um, he was kind of on point, <laughs> but uh, the only reason, the only other reason I say he was probably so what you're saying is grunge did actually kill the metal. No, grunge killed the hair metal, but the rest of the metal was fine. We saw Pantera going around. Fuck Pantera! I didn't ever really like them very much, but that's a controversial statement apparently. But uh, only a bunch of racist cunts. Uh, Alleg- of, allegedly, at least one of them is allegedly. Yeah, <laughs> I don't really know. I don't care to know I, I never really yeah, liked yeah. Pantera all that much but um, nah I mean the only reason yeah, I say he's 93 little, yeah the only reason I say he's a little bit behind is because for the next movie a bit of a spoiler alert uh, for In the Mouth of Madness uh, he was full hair metal no not even hair metal he actually wanted to have Enter Sandman be the, the intro song to that but he couldn't get the rights oh, so, okay. so he decided to do a, a 
Metallica-esque music thing for that but that's 94 Black Album came out in 91 I want to say yeah so I don't know what he was doing but but you know uh, that's another fucking great intro song by the way but yeah it is yeah. Yeah. our film opens in the morgue mm-hmm. and John Carpenter plays our crypt keeper he plays a delightfully eccentric character and is a perfect fit for the film as he goes from body not, to body not much makeup had to be put on <laughs> no <laughs> he always looked like a corpse he just so. looks like that yeah <laughs> Cocaine is a hell of a drug. You know how they do, you know how there's all these uh, there's all these side by side images of like younger actors playing older. Yeah, yeah. Like Max von Sydow always kind of ended up looking like that because in the Exorcist he was only like what yeah, forty yeah. or something, but they put all this old age makeup on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fucking John Carpenter now just kind of looks like that. Yeah, yeah. It <laughs> does actually. <laughs> so I see that's what all those cigarettes will do to you. Don't, don't smoke. Thing, yeah. Don't smoke, kids. Oh no, don't smoke kids, no, smoke cigarettes. Uh, so. Jesus. <laughs> smoke kids get put on a list, mate. <laughs> Never mind the BBC nonce. <laughs> which, which turned out not to be an nonce, just some guy cheating on his wife. Yeah. That's what I'm telling you, he was, he was uh, tempted by the bussy. <laughs> the BB bussy. BBC. The Bussy Broadcasting Corporation. <laughs> <laughs> the British the Bussy, Bussy Corporation. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> it's just a brothel. <laughs> it's just the basement. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. British TV's infested by nonces. <laughs> it always has been. I know, I know. <laughs> uh, so, uh, anyway, back to the film. <laughs> How did we get here, man? Uh, so uh, we see John Carpenter walking around from body to body lamenting that they all died of natural causes natural causes natural, natural causes. causes I hate natural causes give me a big old stab wound to poke around and then I'm happy mm. <laughs> he kind of reminds me like the way he plays the Crypt Keeper kind of reminds me well not the Crypt Keeper sorry the coroner I should mm-hmm. say to give his character its actual name uh, the way he plays the coroner kind of reminds me of uh Michael Keaton's Beetlejuice. Yeah, he's got the same sort. He has of that same kind of gravelly tone yeah, to him. That same sort of affectation to him. Yeah, yeah. And he's yeah, and he kind of looks like him. He's got the same. He's got the kind of wild hair as well. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah, uh, but he then finds a body bag and he's like, ah, body bags. These are always awesome. And it's like I never really thought of that. Like, I yeah, mean, I you was, brought this up when we were talking about it earlier. Yeah, because he says if it's in a body bag, that means it was something really messed up, like a you know car crash or something. Or murder, stab wounds, or whatever. Yeah. Uh, I always just assumed that whenever a body was getting taken to the morgue, it was always in a body pack. But I guess not. But I don't know. I really don't know. Yeah, me neither. Maybe maybe we're just being warped because we live in fucking Scotland. <laughs> Every death is a murder. So, yeah. Hmm. So, n- murder in a small town. <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> oh, man. I... Remember when those, are those shows still coming out, or did that craze die? No, it was a true crime never dies. No, no, I'm talking about like the murder in a small town shows. Like you remember, like, oh, like Midsummer Murders and then Midsummer. Yeah, Midsummer Murders. Are those shows still? Are those shows still like? I don't think I don't, I don't have they died out yet? I don't actually know. Midsummer Murders are still going. Broadchurch was only like every yeah, it was a limited thing. series. But after Broadchurch, but no, they got, still like, they still bring them out. Yeah, they yeah. still bring stuff like that out. Like my mum watches them all the time on BBC. Yeah, but uh, no, they still bring shit like that out. But mad. Fucking, oh, no. This guy would have loved the fucking morgue in Glasgow when I was living there, man. Oh, like, yeah. Within, yeah. like, two weeks of me moving there, there was a headless body found in the park, like, round the corner from me. 
Um, yeah, still alive. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the police deemed it, it not suspicious. <laughs> because Which makes me wonder. Like, I, see, I seen another one the other day. It was, well, I say I seen it. It was on the radio. But it was, uh, it was a murder that they were... T- they said they admitted it was a murder, but they were also treating it as non-suspicious. That's because they know it's a murder. So a non-suspicious... But a non-suspicious murder, does that just mean nobody liked the cunt? So no, there's I, no suspects, there's no... No, I think, no, I think <laughs> when they say something's not suspicious, they mean it was just kind of like... They know what it was. Yeah, yeah. Because, like, like, to me, that meant, like, oh, it's a murder, but we understand why. Like, look at him. It was huh. Dave, he was a dick. Like. Yeah, I always just assumed it meant, like, oh, yeah, we know it was murder, so it's not suspicious. But, like, when you find a headless body out in the woods and you say it's not suspicious, but they don't go any further than that, you're like, well... Hold on a and then, and then, like, a few yeah. years later, I get a text message again from our artist friend, Alice, Say she's leaving her flat and she's taken like photos of literally the road, literally just round the corner, yeah, corner yeah. from her flat of all these police vans and. Um, yeah, it was a stabbing, t- wasn't it? No. Was a it wo- not? No, a woman was found burning alive. Oh God! <laughs> Fuck! I forgot that happened. And then the police again deemed it not suspicious. <laughs> so, we know she burned. <laughs> And then we would walk. We walked down there, and there was just all these charred, like fucking. It was, it was like a grassy bit, but it was just all these burned sections of like fucking ground. It was really weird. <laughs> oh, flower of Scotland, <laughs> where will we see? It's fucking Bridgeton as well. Bridgeton's great place. Fucking Bridgeton, man. It's a fucking disgrace. <laughs> Jesus fuck man that was a great place and that was also when Brighton's uh, terrifying I, it was it was but it was a night as well where um, spoiler alert I was fucked right and you know you get to that certain stage of fucked where you're like I don't want to stay here I want to just go home yeah 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 go sleep in my bed I decided I would do that but this was after I'd also read that there was a roving gang of machete wielding youths <laughs> walking around the east end where am I the east end where were they walking around? The cathedral. Where am I near? The cathedral. <laughs> I went home. <laughs> and I was fine. Despite the fact that you now have eight fingers total. Yeah. You yeah. know, that's... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Glasgow, great place. But the corner would have loved it. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, the corner on this film would have fucking loved Glasgow. Mm. I'd like to say it's calmed down a bit now, but I just don't live there anymore, so I don't know if it's calmed down or not. Well, it got worse since the lockdowns happened, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah um. So he finds his body bag and then launches us into our first tale, The Gas Station, directed by John Carpenter himself. Now this is full of fucking... Full of cameos. Yeah. So we get a bit of foreshadowing right from the get-go, as a news report on the TV states that a body of a young woman was found murdered in Haddonfield. We are in Haddonfield. So yes. It's not just Michael Myers skulking around murdering people. <laughs> is it though? I'm just. Well, is this the actual Haddonfield? There isn't a Haddonfield, Illinois. <laughs> you just they don't say Illinois in the movie. Yeah, but it's John Carpenter. You're just going to assume it's Haddonfield, Illinois from Halloween. So I'm going to assume it is Haddonfield, Illinois from Halloween. Okay. This is 93. Fucking Michael Myers is dead by now. No, no, he still had the curse of Michael Myers to go. Fuck that. (laughs) Those films don't exist. Mm. Uh, So our main character, Anne, uh, starts her shift at a petrol station and she studies to pass the time until her first customer arrives. She's studying psychology. 
which is revealed later yeah, on. And she's that. introduced to Bill. Yep, she's introduced to Bill, who gives her the tour of the David Carradine. Yes. Fucking Lizzie McGuire's dad. Aye. Mm-hmm. Not her. Not his brother that hung himself wanking. But you know. <laughs> No, Robert Carradine, is it Robert Car- Dave Carradine is the one that died having a choke wank. So, yeah. I mean, he was in a bunch of good stuff. He was Bill and Kill Bill, but he's never going to... Well, you can't really live it down, he's dead. But he's never going to live that down, that he died having a wank in a fucking... In a, he's not, he doesn't need to live it down. Well, he's, it, that's all people are going to remember him for now. He died having a wank in a hotel room in Thailand. Not even, in, not even in the actual room. He died having Dantney a wank. Dantney done a bunch of shitty kung fu movies. That too. But he died having a wank in the wardrobe in a hotel room in Thailand. Yeah, he turned himself into a Halloween decoration. And now he is forever known as that guy. Yeah, he was in Kill Bill. Chokey wanky guy. Chokey wanky guy. And he also has a bunch of movies get talked about on Red Letter Media. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know... <laughs> But this is his brother, not him. <laughs> Aye, so everything we just said is completely irrelevant. He's Lizzie McGuire's dad. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so he gives her the tour of the station and makes sure to point out that if the door is the, to the station is shut and there's no one in the building at the time, it locks automatically. Mm-hmm. Which will come back later. I've never been to a gas station like that before. I've Me neither. Ever, yeah, I've never seen one like that. I've only ever been to the ones where it's like... Petrol station. Yeah, we're in the UK, aren't we? Unfortunately, but yes. Aye. What do you mean, unfortunately? What do you mean? What do you mean, unfortunately? <laughs> we're in a shit Compared hole. to where else? Everywhere's a shithole. I know, I know, but. We're fucked no matter what. <laughs> Enjoy what you've got, you ungrateful bastard. Why can't we be in, I don't know, Scandinavia? <laughs> Why can't we be Spanish? <laughs> I mean. Gracias, senor. <laughs> That's probably why we can't be Spanish. Oh, dos cervezas, por favor. You fucking idiot. Dos cervezas. Stop asking for beers. <laughs> Las Quintas. Ah, you didn't know what I was asking for there, did you? Is it the bill? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> I get it, Lunier. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Why can't we be Spanish? Actually, they're dying of a heat wave right now. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, oh, well. <laughs> the world is fucked. Damn it. Yeah. You can't go anywhere, it's all fucked. <laughs> Even the Scandies are having a shit time. Really? Oh, fucking heatwave, global warming, all that bitch. No, Southern Europe is getting the heatwave. Scandinavia's up north. They're fine. Yeah, they're still fucking warmer than they should be. Yeah, well. I should go live in Iceland. Why? <laughs> I don't know, if I get hungry, just go out, club a seal, have a snack, come back. Drink some shite uh, aniseed infused booze. Have a great time. Listen to black metal. Jump in a volcano. What the fuck? <laughs> uh, but no, I've never been in a petrol station like this. I've only ever been in the ones with the actual shop. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Uh, the, where the staff looks constantly pissed off that you're there. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that's a good requirement to work in a petrol station, is you just need to be like angry in perpetuity like you need to just be consistently oh, and constantly raging oh, I'm life. sorry the car I'm in needs petrol <laughs> well I mean think about the think about the calibre of pricks that you deal with on a day to day basis 
I mean, we've both worked retail in some way, shape, or form. We've yeah. dealt with a fair share. Of I can kind of, I can kind of understand that. I remember so, the, yeah. I remember coming back from Yorkshire once, right? I say once, a couple of years ago now, and uh, I had fallen asleep in the van driving back up. So I don't know where the fuck I am, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> so the van, <laughs> so the van stops at a petrol station, you know gonna refuel I walk in I'm gonna walk in I see I see the telltale signs I might be back in Scotland there's Iron Brew but there Iron Brew sold at like every service station ever yes but in England it's slightly more expensive right but there's a lot of it in the service station but it's a little bit more expensive so I'm not sure where the fuck I am as I said right there's hills around that make me think I might be in Scotland I don't know so I go up in my groggy state and be like, am I back in Scotland or am I still in England? <laughs> and when I'm groggy as fuck, the accent comes out pretty thick, right? As if it isn't already pretty fucking thick. Aye, but I come out sounding like a fucking parody. I sound like a parody of like a Scotsman doing Mike Myers, right? Oh, okay, yeah. So <laughs> I asked this middle-aged woman <laughs> behind the counter to be like, am I back in Scotland or am I still in England and she looked pissed that I'd even had the audacity to ask am I still in fucking England of course, what am I, why am I not out of England yet she's like well you're not back in the land of the Scotch yet I'm like alright cool <laughs> so I just wander back to the van and I kind of understand why people at gas stations petrol stations refueling stations hate everybody because they ask stupid questions like I do I was going to set that place on fire <laughs> Why? I just wanted to be home. <laughs> so you want to wait? You wanted to be home, so you thought, I know the best way to do this. Let's set fire to a petrol station. It would have been fine. <laughs> How? How would that have been fine? It just would have been. It just would have been. It would have been. I don't know. It just would have been. I was at that point where I would. Mm. <laughs> what? I was just at that point where I just wanted to be home. I wanted to be in my bed. It would have been fine. But no, I still had another uh, two hours to go. It sucked. The holiday was good, though. <laughs> but yeah. Robert Carradine. <sighs> Robert Carradine. Yeah. It's... It's difficult deciphering half of the shit you hit out with. <laughs> It's the joy of knowing me. Anytime we hang out in public, I feel like I'm your fucking translator. <laughs> it's the joy. It's the it's the job. Mm. It's, it's, don't know about the joy. <laughs> but no, so Robert Carradine shows her the ropes of this place. Tells her that, you know, he was going to leave now. And uh, somebody will come round to relieve her later in the morning, I guess. Yeah. Um, and she's on the night shift. Mm. And Carpenter gives us his classic jump scare as some random cunt goes behind the cam, behind the sort of in the background. Not just any random cunt. As we'll find out later, it's not just any random cunt. And he gets a big musical sting while he rocks through the background. <laughs> and then none other than Wes fucking Craven yeah, walks Wes into Craven. The, the shop. Looking a bit worse for wear. I mean, this is what, 93? So, yeah, fair. Nah, he uh, just looks pissed. <laughs> Well, to be honest, ninety three scream hadn't come out yet. He, he was still he was he was struggling for money. Uh, so, 
Yeah. When did Scream come out? 95. 95, yeah. 96. Was it 96? Oh, it was 95, surely. 96. Really? Son of a bitch, it was 96. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, Wes Craven's there. He just wants a pack of cigarettes. Yeah, looking somewhat disheveled. He tries to hit on her, offering her some bourbon. Bourbon they have in the car. Which I'm like 90% sure he's already drank most mm-hmm. of it. Bourbon in the car. He's driving drunk. Not a good, yeah. not a good look. <laughs> yeah, it was the 90s. Yeah. So uh, of bourbon do you think uh, this calibre of man drinks? Uh, well, he's in a Carpenter movie, so it's obviously going to be JB. JB. Yeah. Is that even bourbon or is that Irish? I don't know. I don't fucking know. I don't know. Yeah, he strikes me as a wild turkey man. <laughs> That's just his look. <laughs> Maybe just even Jack Daniels. I don't know. But, yeah. He takes his uh, cigarettes. She, yep, she ignores his advances and he leaves. We then get another customer rolling through. Escape from... No, no, escape from New York. American Werewolf in London, man. Yes. Uh, Can't he, remember his name. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. He leaves his credit card at the station by accident. Driving a very nice car. Oh, know. yeah, really nice car, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's an absolute fucking peach. Well, he hits on her as well, but she's receptive to this guy. But because this guy hits on her like a classy gentleman, mm. he doesn't just say, hey, I've got booze, wanna fuck. He just. He has <laughs> to come to. He's saying, like, oh, have you ever been to this bar? And I don't know why, it's never specified what sort of music they're playing, but when he's talking about there's a pretty cool band there, I. Whoever he's. imagine the jazz band. I did. I'm just sitting there being like, eh, this guy's in his jazz. For some reason, I imagined it was like a kind of grungy, like... Because, again, probably because it's like 93. Mm. I imagine like this basement, like, fucking grunge metal. Hey, baby, listen to the Pearl Jam. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you want to come to this bar and rock out to the 10 album? Oh, it'll be yeah. fucking great, huh? <laughs> Fuck, that would work on me. Uh, so <laughs> fucking love Pearl Jam. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, you want to listen to In Utero? It's a bit rough for my taste, but never mind where it's at, bro. But, uh... <laughs> fucking Patrick Bateman, like, fucking, <laughs> just going into the... Hmm? <laughs> <laughs> it's a bit rougher than their early ones. Oh, did you see the fucking, the Weird Al sketch you done? Yeah, 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 That's yeah. fucking great, man. Did it with, uh, Jimmy Lewis, yeah. Yeah, and they're talking about American Psycho. Yeah, it was great. Well, um... Yeah, he leaves. He forgets his card. She because she's yep, so fucking she, scratching her nose a bit. Yeah. Um, uh, so she runs out the door to try and be like, "Hey, you left your card. You left your card." And then as she's running, we hear that door click shut, mm-hmm. and so so does she, and a collective ah fuck. Uh, I'm now course. stuck outside in this town. There's what a, a killer on the loose? Yeah. <laughs> and then she gets jump scared by a random homeless man paid by our favourite person in the world. George Buck Flower. The man, the myth, the homeless legend. Yeah, if you ever want a guy just to play a homeless guy, get this man. Get, get Buck Flower. <laughs> he's in a, he's in a Starman where he's not playing a homeless man. No, he plays a chef. Yeah. <laughs> he's uh, he's probably most notably the homeless man in uh, Back to the Future. Yes. At the end. <laughs> Pick out any 80s movie with a homeless man, it's probably him. He was in the left, wasn't he? Bro. The turncoat. Yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Awesome, yeah. 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 He's, he's, yeah, he's uses really good. He's yeah. really good and they live. Yeah, Carpenter uses them a lot. Yeah. Uh, so, whilst... And jump, homeless man jump scares are asking for the keys to the toilet. I gotta go pee. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, while searching for the keys in another part of the station, we see a picture. Of Bill. The employee of the month, but it's not Bill. But it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's Bill. Sam it's, it's, it's Bill, but it's not Bill. <laughs> This is Sam. Sam Raimi. 
And I'll be honest, when I first saw it, I thought it was Ted. Oh, I'm, yeah. I thought it was Ted Raimi at first. Yeah. Just because of how similar those two look. Oh, Ted Raimi always looks a bit more gaunt than Sam Raimi, I think. Yeah, no, yeah, I Sam get Raimi's that, got like... a Sam Raimi's got a rounder face. Yeah, yeah. Mm. <laughs> He's eaten well. <laughs> I mean, you would too. If you, made <laughs> Ted... evil, you would be as well if you made Evil Dead 2. Ted Raimi, not so much. <laughs> no, Ted Raimi, he's, uh, yeah... He's in a he's in a pretty decent um, 80s slasher movie called Intruder that we should probably cover at some point. It's really good. Yeah. It's a slasher movie set in a supermarket. Oh, okay. It's pretty fun. But yeah, uh, we see Ted's picture. She doesn't notice this. Mm-hmm. She finds some keys. Yep, and then she gives the key to the homeless guy and it's one of those keys with like the big fucking brick on it so, like, so that you don't steal it. Gonna, I mean, you still could. You still steal it because then you've also got a murder weapon. With that big fucking bit of wood that they attach to the... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he disappears off to the bathroom. Yes, and then we get a couple of laugh... This laughing couple. Peter Jason, who is also a carpenter regular. He turns up in the next movie as well. Yeah. Uh, in the Mouth of Madness. But he was... Um, last time we saw him was... I, was he in They Live? Yeah, he was, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah he yeah. was. Yeah, he was also in um, Prince of Darkness. He was the uh, other professor that was in the... He was the trumpet guy. Oh, yeah, he was really good at that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, Peter Jason, he turns up in a lot of shit that Carpenter does. Carpenter's one of these guys that just kind of... If he likes you, he'll use you, uh-huh. essentially. Uh-huh. Like, a lot of folk I like do that. David Lynch does that quite a lot. Like, he'll use... Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Kyle MacLachlan and... Uh, what's his name? Mark Scorsese does it as well. Yeah. Uh, David Lynch... But... Yeah, Carpenter and Lynch use them like not as like Lynch will do it for leading roles as well, but uh, Lynch like Carpenter will do it for like smaller roles. Like you have uh, yeah. uh, Jack Nance. Uh, Jack Nance played the lead guy in Razorhead, but after that he was just kind of in like it was in like all sorts of stuff as like bit parts. parts. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, you know, it's a good it's a good way to go do things. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, it's good. Builds a relationship with your crew. Don Mancini kind of got uh, big with that as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, Using a lot of the same background actors for stuff throughout his yeah. career, but yeah. A link to Don Mancini and the fucking um, David Lynch is a. Uh, fuck, what's his name? The guy that voices Chucky. Brad Dourif. Yeah, Lynch uses him a lot as well. Yeah, um, yeah. Because he's stuff. fucking amazing. Yeah. He also plays uh, Grima Wormtongue in The Two Towers. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. He's fucking great in that. He's an Exorcist 3. Also, connection for Brad Dourif and John Carpenter. Uh, Brad Dourif is in those Rob Zombie Halloween remakes as Sheriff Brackett. Oh, fuck yeah, so he is. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I think I kind of scrubbed the Halloween, the Rob Zombie Halloweens from my brain. They're not that bad. I just didn't like them. They're not but I'm horrible. Not, the thing, I'm not the biggest fan of Rob Zombie's like Hellbilly style. It just feels a bit mean spirited to me. I like his music though. It's pretty fun. Oh, yeah, his music's fucking great. <laughs> it's pretty fun. But I don't know, yeah. something about it just feels like. Like, not fun horror, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. just mean spirited kind of. Like, the best example I can think of of that is Devil's Rejects. It's just like this mean spirited, horrible fucking movie. I'm the devil, and I'm here to do the devil's work. Yeah. <laughs> If you don't think of a reason you don't like clowns, I'm going to come back here and kill you and your mama. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> <Just> put me bastard. <laughs> you going to fuck those chickens, Mark? <laughs> well, you yeah. tell me how we cut our chicken's head off, fuck it, and then go, ah. Oh. <laughs> that scene's quite funny, though, to be fair. That, that scene is quite good. Uh, 
That is fairly funny. I'll give them that. That yeah. that scene gets a chuckle out of me. I don't know. Rejects fine, I guess. Uh, no, it's not, it's not my favourite thing. But... I, I really don't like it. I but, really don't. But like we're not here to talk about Rob Zombie, not yet. Anyway. But, yeah, uh... we'll we'll deal we'll deal with you later, Rob. <laughs> deal with you later, yeah. You spooky bitch. So. <laughs> no, that's that's his wife. Uh, anyway. <laughs> God, uh, yeah, yeah, shitty man. Do you mean yeah, spooky little carny bastard? So yeah, uh. <laughs> uh, that will tell you someone genuinely shouted at me when I was working as a scare actor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. someone just turned around and shouted like done the still game quote. Like, Back off, you spooky bitch! <laughs> Full blown, like held their fingers up to make a cross and shit. And I was like, <laughs> do you remember the band? It was great. Do you remember the band Paraman Five Thousand? Yeah. Did you know that the singer of Powerman 5000 is Rob Zombie's brother? Fuck off. That's <laughs> <is> true. <laughs> wow. Okay then. Uh, well, okay. How do you think he feels? He looks at Rob Zombie. He's like, he's the more successful brother. Because <laughs> uh, if he looked at like, or, yeah, like but no matter. But here's the thing though. No matter how much success Rob Zombies get, he will always be the cunt that made the monsters. So you know he has that over him. Oh god, I forgot about that. But I was yeah. like, I was having a look at like recent tours that Rob Zombie did and recent tours that Paraman Five Thousand did, right? Yeah. Rob Zombie's doing arenas, Paraman Five Thousand are doing like bars and grills. Who gives a fuck? I don't know. Rob Zombie still at, made the monsters. I'm just You've got that over them. I'm just looking at it, just being like, it's okay, Spider One. Somebody loves you. <laughs> anyway, so these two come into the bar. They got the, the bar. bar. <laughs> They've just come from the bar. <laughs> Well, I give up. You go. Yeah, they just come from the bar. They're pissed, and uh, and they're laughing at everything. Yeah, and uh, she leaves the booth. It's because the, the she woman, takes the keys this time. Yeah, the woman that's pumping the gas doesn't know how to pump gas. Uh huh. So she has to leave the shore. And she asks the main guy to like check on the homeless guy for him because she's fear that he's doing something. And this guy like squares up. He's like, "Oh, I'll do that for you. No problem." Like it's yeah, always gonna mess him up. Like yeah, he's gonna, gonna kick fuck at the boys. That's because she says like, "Yeah, he's creeping around." He's like, "Oh, he's a weirdo, is he?" So like, yeah, yeah. he's gonna do that. Like, he's gonna kick the fuck out of somebody. But then he comes out and he's, <laughs> he does like a complete one eighty, where he's like, uh, "Ah, he's just sleeping in the toilet. He's fine." Yeah, he's, he's just uh, he's just a homeless guy. Let him sleep it off. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like, all right, Peter Jason. I actually like your character now. Because <laughs> you're just like, oh no, yeah, he's just comes to the defense of women and uh, and homeless people alike. <laughs> yes, <laughs> uh, he's, he's a great man. <laughs> Wonderful man. Mm, yeah, so they, they go on their way. Who's the killer? Nobody knows. Is there even a killer at this point? Yeah. We don't know. We haven't seen the homeless man. Um, yeah, he hasn't been seen in a while. She goes yeah. back to the bathroom to find him. And instead, she finds some fucking kick ass graffiti on the walls. Like, this design is fucking brilliant. Yeah, I'm looking at it. I'm like, and also, like, I know it's supposed to be, like, disturbing and, like, oh, what the fuck? Like, mm. what is all this shit? But I was genuinely just impressed. Like, holy fuck, this looks good. Yeah, I was looking at it and I was like, that's some black metal demo artwork right there. So. Yeah. <laughs> it was some, it was some good shit. Like, a, like if Hellhammer put out, like, a demo of that artwork, I, would, yeah, I, would, yeah. I wouldn't have been surprised. <laughs> but the homeless man is nowhere to be seen. No, no, he is not. Where the fuck did the homeless man go? Where He's got the keys. He went home. No, the keys uh, are in the door. <laughs> He went home. Homeless man went home. What is this? The, the homeless people that hang outside uh, Glasgow Central? Yes. <laughs> so, the, <laughs> so, well, the cars start moving in like, the garage portion because there's like two main buildings. Yeah, there's the shop There's like portion. the petrol bit with the, sh- there's like the actual petrol station bit with like a wee shop mm-hmm. and then there's like an actual like chop shop garage kind of no, thing. Like a, like a quick fit 
for you British people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or uh, quite fit. What's an American one? Jiffy Lube is that one? <laughs> what the fuck. Jiffy Lube's a <laughs> what the fuck. Jiffy Lube's a thing. <laughs> Jiffy Lube. Yeah. Oh. Or fine if you want to go a video game with it because spray and pray. Uh, Grand Theft Auto one. Yeah. You can't you can't follow Jiffy Lube with spray and pray and not make me laugh. What was the one from Saints Row called? Because it was kind of fucked as well. Um, I can't remember. Oh god damn it! Yeah, I can't remember. Yeah, uh, but Jiffy Lube's a thing. Yeah, I always just thought the name was funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know what these American ones are called. Triple A. I don't know. But um. Because you can't call it AA, because AA over here means something different to it in America. AA, right, so ours is the accident people, you know. Like, yeah, it's also Alcoholics Anonymous. Yeah, in America it's Alcoholics Anonymous. It's so that here too. Yeah, but over there, theirs is called, their truck people are called AAA. Oh, mad. Which is also a Mexican wrestling promotion. <laughs> nice. But, uh, <laughs> so, uh, these cars start moving, our main character grabs a wrench to defend herself before checking what's happening. She goes to one of the cars. Oh, we say the car is moving. It's on like one of those... Like um, risers. Yeah, so the guys can get under it. And yeah, yeah. Uh, it appears that the homeless man has just climbed into the car to sleep. Uh, but and who can to, blame him? And who can blame him? Yeah, it looks like a comfy car. It's George Buck Flurry. He's adorable. Yeah, he, 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 that man could get away with murder. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, he won't because he did. His throat was slit. It's pretty gnarly looking. It is, yeah, it is a <laughs> fucked up effect, man. It's, it's not, I wouldn't even say it's like slit, it's like fucking... It's like ripped open almost, like proper like fucking gash, like... It's, it's like a chunk taken out of it, it's like... It's uh, like an axe wound, almost. It's like, do you remember, do you remember in Seven, where there's yeah. a, the lawyer had to cut off a pound of his own flesh? Yeah, that's what it looks like. <laughs> it looks like that. Yeah. <laughs> and then she gets terrified, naturally, fucking backs away, trips over on some oil can, spills oil everywhere. Which That'll come shows, back later. Yeah, it just shows how well written this segment actually is. Because mm-hmm. uh, everything comes back to a round. Yeah, uh, we then see a machete enter the frame, but the man holding it is obscured. It's not a cranberry uh, And calls to... <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Fuck you. What was that movie again? Blood Rage. No. Yeah, Blood Rage, wasn't it? Blood was that Blood Rage? I think so. Fuck, it was, yeah. I get that movie and the mutilator mixed up, so it might be... Yeah, it was Blood Rage. No, it was Blood Rage, yeah. 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 Mutilator. It's not Cranberry, Sash. Yeah. Uh, so... It's a terrible movie. It's a fucking great movie. Oh. How dare you? And he cuts the guy's hand off and he's holding the beer and it's like, the yeah. shakes and the flash. Come on. That's pretty fun. Some good <laughs> shit. It's pretty fun. Yeah. But, uh... So, Anne phones through to the garage. Why is not she dying nine one one? I don't know. Because <laughs> I remember we were talking about this last time. Why does she just dial 911? Instead, she's phoning. Uh, she does not. She's phoning who she thinks is Bill. Know. Yeah. And Bill, the man, it is revealed that Bill, in quotation marks, is the man holding the machete and is indeed the killer. Mm-hmm. So, this is the point where we find out that the original Bill, Sam Raimi, was murdered and this guy stole his, his boiler suit. It's hinted that he's been murdered because we don't find his body until a bit later. But yes. Yes, true. So Bill breaks into the station with a fucking sledgehammer. Oh, yeah, uh, when she phones, he does that fake sort of. Um, oh yeah, he does a fake answering machine thing, which <laughs> at first is really good and really convincing until he says, "Please leave your message after the beep." And he doesn't mm-hmm. attempt to make a beep; he just goes, "Beep." <laughs> and then <laughs> I, I quite like Robert Carradine in this. I thought he was pretty good. Oh yeah, he's yeah. really menacing. Uh-huh. Like he's. Yeah, it does a good job. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, at which point she hangs up the phone and he grabs a sledgehammer and tries to break the window open and climb in. <laughs> uh, Anne tries to hide and finds the OG Bill's body. Fucking how much? How much do you think Sam Raimi got paid for this? Do you think he got paid for this? I don't know. I don't. I like to think that he just turned up on set one day. Hey Sam, do you want to play a corpse? <laughs> do you want to see a dead body? Do you want to be a dead body? <laughs> oh, gee, golly, what a crazy why my Sam Raimi is. Why is your Sam Raimi a 1960s, like, pre-teen kid? That's just how I picture Sam Raimi for some reason. I don't know why. He has that look about him, doesn't he? Oh, he, golly gee, I'll be your yeah. corpse, Mr. Carpenter. He has that look of like a, you know, like the fucking, what do you call them? The fucking rascals. The, what? Well, the little rascals. The little rascals, yeah. He has that look of a little rascal, doesn't he? Ah, uh, he was, uh, he was curly. <laughs> That's the three stitches. I don't give a fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Although they do love the three stitches to the point where they, there's a, there's a moment in Evil Dead 2 where they specifically reference, like, yeah, it plumbing. It does that, but you also do, like, there's a plumbing skit where, like, water comes through the, the light bulb at one point because they fucked up the plumbing so bad. And in Evil Dead 2, they do that, but with blood. Ah. Uh, kind of creating the splatstick genre which is basically slapstick but the injuries actually <laughs> no it's basically what if you took splatstick and made people actually get injuries from the shit that they do that's splatstick so it's like happy tree friends yeah that would be splatstick yeah <laughs> that was a great show <laughs> watch it with your kids uh, it's fantastic <laughs> we watched it as kids and it looked, we turned out fine <laughs> Now you joke, but I literally watched that in a primary school in the computer lab. Yeah, same. <laughs> <laughs> it's like we managed to find a website while I was watching it, so we're all just watching Happy Tree Friends. Yeah, it's fucking great. So yeah, it's fantastic. Yeah. But no, we went off, we've, we've seen live leak footage. Uh, so <laughs> I've watched Ice's Beheadings, it's fine. Yeah. <laughs> those, those production qualities are fucking fantastic, I must say. Oh yeah, no, they, they used, they had like the red camera and all that. I Dean Cundey did the cinematography for <laughs> 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 fucking Wally Feister after making Transcendence couldn't get any more cinematography gigs had to work for ISIS yeah allegedly allegedly <laughs> no he didn't uh, just in case Wally Feister's listening which he won't be but yeah oh fucking god <laughs> uh, back to the movie <laughs> Yeah. What did you just think? I don't know, it's just the absurdity of it. Action! <laughs> uh, we each get another head in, bring in another prisoner. Alright, cut! Wait, fuck! No! That wasn't a stage direction, you fuck! <laughs> Yeah, one dead man. Who cares? Yeah, who gives a fuck? But uh, Sam Raimi, man, how much do you think? Uh, did he make, what, what do you think he get paid? I don't paid think he got paid. I think he just showed up on set one day. Uh, do you think Wes Craven got paid? He spoke a few lines, so he probably did. Yeah, he probably got like a sag after a kind of paycheck. Do you think he got extra money for doing a new nightmare because he has lines? Huh, yeah, because it's an extra credit, so yeah, he would have. Hmm. <laughs> because he will get, he'll basically he'll get residuals for that as, or he would have got, I should say, residuals for that as a writer, then different set as a producer, different set as a director, different set as a, an actor. Hmm. So right. yeah, <laughs> yeah, okay, well, cool. So would the basically the more credits you have, the more money you're making. That's why John Carpenter does everything in his own movies. That's why he does all the music and all. Yeah. 
he does everything anyway so it's all good so our main character Anne sparks Bill out with a stool which apparently kills him uh, as he <laughs> as he collapses to the ground yeah and she walks over him and does the classic horror movie idiot thing of just hanging out in the door frame she does it twice she hangs out in the door frame and then and she leaves he slowly gets up and well, then collapses on him on her and then she leaves fully and then we get like he does the Michael Myers Undertaker thing of like <laughs> he does <laughs> yeah. oh bitch yeah, yeah and then dies yeah. well dies in air quotes and then he does the he's looking like fucking thing. Michael Myers in this as well yeah he's got, the, he's got the, the the blue jumpsuit on boiler suit jumpsuit boiler suit same thing but like um but like instead of a kitchen knife he's wearing a machete and seeing a machete in anybody's hands but Jason is kind of weird but you know I don't know man I feel like it's kind of we. I feel like it's been long enough now since like the last major fucking like Jason thing that like well at this point in time at this point in time 93 it's a bit weird yeah I'll give you that yeah because Jason goes to hell would come out by that point hadn't it I think it had that was a little bit later maybe 93, 94 uh, I think it was 93 but you know Jason X had didn't come out till 2001 93 yeah. Jason goes to hell yeah, the final there Friday go. there you go uh, so it came out the same year as Body Bags <laughs> both cinematic masterpieces fuck you <laughs> no I'm not, I fucking hate Jason goes to hell <laughs> yeah same <laughs> but anyway yeah uh, he gets back up you think uh, he's, he chases her into the the little garage the the yep the, the car mechanic part of the garage and who comes out of nowhere actually before yeah, that but before she that, tries to hide in the, tries to like drive the car away it's tries to hide in the van I thought she was gonna fucking yeet fucking you know, homeless man out of the car homeless oh, yes. corpse <laughs> I was like that's gonna be that's fucking cold that's, that's good shit but no I she, thought she was gonna throw the corpse at Bill <laughs> gonna hit this motherfucker with this motherfucker I'm gonna hit a motherfucker with another motherfucker <laughs> but no she just kind of pushes him over <laughs> yeah just like yeah but then who comes out of nowhere Bill and he raises the car with the risers so it can't move anymore so she's stuck in the car mm. and then who comes out of nowhere an American werewolf in London man the cunt that forgot his credit card for earlier and he puts up a shite fight it's a decent fight he gets knocked out no, I mean like the fight itself on screen is. Oh no, the, the fight's decent, but I'm just saying he puts up a shit fight, as in like he gets. Fucked. Oh yeah, he gets knocked out pretty quickly. <laughs> he gets fucked. Uh, but after a brief fight, Bill is knocked to the ground underneath the car, mm-hmm. which Anne then slowly lowers on top of him, crushing him to death. And outside of the thing, this is like the goriest death we've had in a Carpenter movie. Oh yeah, big time. Blood just we goes. Even, we even get to see the aftermath as we then cut to Carpenter interviewing oh, the corpse of Bill the Killer. Well, 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 remember. Like, this is slightly jumping ahead, I will admit, but we see the aftermath and the corpse is fucked up. Oh, well. But we have uh, American well, Werewolf London Man, we're only calling great that, final line. Because I can't remember his character's name. But yeah. after he, after Bill Bill is dead, he's just sitting there kind of like... I forgot, forgot my, my credit card. I forgot my credit card. Yeah. It's like a reminder as to why this character... And you know they went home and boned through all that trauma bonding. Trauma boning? Oh. <laughs> Trombone? <laughs> well, it is a jazz club, so... Yeah. <laughs> so... <laughs> mm. 
So we then cut to him interviewing the, which again is a great shot of Carpenter just being like, so how did that make you feel? And then it cuts across and he's sitting across from this like mangled fucking corpse. And uh, he then goes, goes to once again go from body to body. Until eventually pulling out a bag of blood and guts. Oh, I remember he pulls out the naked chick. I was going to gloss over that. Because uh, he calls it his necrophiles. Oh yeah, he calls them his <laughs> necrophiling cabinets. Oh, that's great. Uh, which is... It's a great joke. Uh, I, I, it got me. I, I, I'll admit, yeah. <laughs> as well, yeah, that's a, good, that's a good fucking joke. And I will admit, I also laughed when he was trying to bring out that woman's corpse. Yeah, he's trying to like open one of the drawers of this woman, but her like, tits get jammed in it. Yeah. <laughs> And he says, like, oh, this was clearly made before breast implants. <laughs> I thought that was quite funny. He then pulls out two other corpses. One is a woman with a man's head, and the other is a man's body with a woman's head. And he take, picks up the decapitated heads, makes them kiss, and then just throws them away. Carver's having a great time. <laughs> I'm 90% sure that none of this was actually written in a script. He just went fucking doolally with cops. <laughs> Do you think he's just like... We have a dead naked chick. We have these two severed heads. I have an idea. Yeah, <laughs> I don't even think it went that far. I think they just had. I think they just turned the cameras on one day when he was having a fucking when after he'd had a joint and just went for it. <laughs> and he's just there, baked out of his mind, riffing on all of these props that he can find, <laughs> and drinking glasses of formaldehyde. <laughs> he was actually drinking glasses of formaldehyde. Yeah, he was fully um, drinking that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but. Uh, he then pulls out a bag of blood and guts and says, poor guy fell off a high rise on top of a moving train, sorry, on top of a moving car which swerved in front of a train. Which, spoiler, we will not see. Yeah. We it's will amazing see none what of that. can happen to the human body after it goes through so much. Uh-huh. And that leads us into our second story, hair. Fuck now, hair. I'm g- <laughs> <laughs> Fuck this segment. When we said there's hit and miss parts of this movie, this is the miss. This movie with this little segment here becomes a shit sandwich, right? Two decent fuck. Two, two good bits of. Uh, two really good bits of bread. Like, you know, tiger loaf, slightly some toasted. Fucking olive bread or some shit. Yeah, yeah, a wee bit of olive oil over it, yeah. Some and then rye. just a turd right in the middle. Yeah. I was about to say, I'm going to be perfectly honest about here. Mm-hmm. I don't care for it. Yeah, it sucks. It's, it's terrible. It's. I was going to be nice, and then you just launched into that fucking tirade. Because it sucks, and the longer I've had to sit and think about it, the more uh, I sit and think, yes, that was terrible. That is pish, yeah. I do like the casting, though. Oh, yeah, the casting's great, but the actual film itself is it was, very poorly written. It's a half-baked idea that doesn't really go anywhere. Half-baked, much like John Carpenter was writing a script. <laughs> <laughs> did he actually did he write this? He probably did. Uh, but, like, you know... Sometimes you can make a good... You can make good with a with a not so great idea. Yeah. This isn't one of those times. Nah. This was. They so, tried. Right. Let's let's get into it so we can get it out of the way. So a mustachioed man prepares for a date and he's desperately trying to disguise his thinning hair. So he's like combing it over and like doing and all sorts of he's shit. He's played by Stacy Keach, who is yes, pretty cool. He's in a. Uh, he's, he, he's, he's a pretty cool, cool guy. He's, yeah. he's, he's, a, he's a good guy. <laughs> you've, you've seen him in quite a few movies. He's one of those actors that you see him in quite a lot of movies, but you'd never recognise him. You know what I mean? Until he, was later a, on. he was in a really good movie called um, The Ninth Configuration. Okay. Which is directed by William Peter Blatty. It's one of the only two movies he's ever directed. The only wow. one being The Exorcist 3. <laughs> Mad. So, yeah. Yeah. So uh, his date tries to reassure him that his hair doesn't matter at all. She loves Sheena him for Easton. him. Sheena Easton. Yep. 
We have to mention it because she's Scottish. Fuck yeah, she is. From Bells Hill. Fuck yeah. In Lanarkshire. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and like she's put on an American, she's put on an American accent. It's a very decent American accent. It does. Uh, every now and then, uh, every now and then, when we get back to Bells Hill, uh-huh. it's brilliant. She's probably most famous for. Um, she is. She's a singer. She's a singer, right? Uh, and she's probably most famous for doing. Uh, she did a James Bond theme. Uh, for um, Tomorrow Never Dies no For Your Eyes Only thank you uh, it's one of I think it's the second to last Roger Moore Bond movie yeah one of the one of the more underappreciated Roger Moore Bond movies oh, I yeah. actually quite, I actually like it a lot um, the villain in that movie is actually played by this is going to be a very specific reference go and on. you will probably get it so go on who's the villain played by I don't know his name but so I'm going to have to point out like a role he did okay, that you probably okay. get Come on. he is in The Empire Strikes Back during the invasion of during the battle on Hoth he's the commander of the 8080 that's looking for all the shit that guy has a name and I'm blanking on it but I know exactly who you're talking inform about Lord Vader, that, inform Lord Vader inform Lord Vader the shield I'm, generators despite that I know exactly who you're fucking talking about when you say that like mm-hmm. they, I, I watch too much Star Wars man he's also in Game of Thrones when? he's in quite a lot of it he's one of the guys that oh, lives I, in, I don't even know why I'm asking I've never fucking watched he's it he's one of the old cunts that lives in King's Landing he's uh, I can't remember what his character's name in that is either but, <laughs> but yeah oh, he's not Admiral Priet Wait, who is he? motherfucker I'll, I'll figure that I out later he's on. one of the AT-AT commanders yeah yeah, yeah. so uh, his, we, will, we will do the Bond films at some point we oh yeah that's, that's later on down the line 100% <laughs> but uh, his day tries to reassure him that his hair doesn't matter uh, this doesn't help as it appears Richard as his name is, is given to us mm-hmm. is absolutely obsessed with his hair to the point where he goes to a hairdresser's appointment wearing a fucking wig yeah man this hairdresser guy I thought he was pretty cool I thought he was pretty oh yeah he's sound as fuck yeah uh, he, I'll style it I won't cut it I'll yeah, style yeah. it <laughs> he exits the bar. he exits the barbers and we get shots of him staring longingly all these young people walking by with long flowing hair and then a wee dug. Uh, <laughs> one, of the, one of those people the guy walking the dug is Greg Nicotero he is indeed and he looks a lot like Matt Stone at this time he kind of does yeah <laughs> honestly he looked like you know have you seen the, the footage of Matt Stone and Trey Parker at the Oscars when they wore dresses and were high after tits LSD, yeah he specifically yeah. looks like Matt Stone then from mm. like that thing because he's got the long hair and all that yeah you would have loved my but uh, <laughs> he does give me he would have yeah mm. he does get this film does get one genuine laugh out of me right as uh, he he, he seg- dyed his this, hair this segment rather instead of just this whole film this segment yeah, yeah. sorry I should say yeah uh, oh is this when he uses the like the f- piece of shit he like dyes his hair or more accurately his scalp yeah yeah you still get that stuff it's like um, imagine it's like spray paint um, yeah basically but it's like proper thick paint <laughs> and uh, he, he dyes his hair completely jet black and she's like trying to comfort him and he, she gives him a wee kiss in the head it's like oh you're alright there you go son and uh, he lifts her head up and you just see this black paint all over her fucking mouth mm. as if she's just been fucking huffing the shit and he looks up and he genu- and Richard genuinely breaks up laughing We, I accidentally not kissed them doing that but I accidentally gave somebody like black uh, spray paint on their face once um, what? how? so we were listening to a lot of dead Kennedys at the time because <laughs> they're a fucking great band and uh, you know they, they, have, yeah. they have their song California Uber Alice right so yeah. I had a Scottish flag the saltire 
you know, and uh, I, had a, I had a can of black spray paint. So we put, um, I can't remember if we actually wrote Scotland Uber Alice or Alba Uber Alice, <laughs> but um, we, we did it on the, the Wait, Scottish what, flag. What Uber? Alba. Or Scotland. Not how it's pronounced. I don't know, but I don't give a fuck. I don't speak Gaelic. Alba. Yeah, it gives a shit. It's a dead language. No, it fucking isn't. It fucking isn't. <laughs> fucking don't, don't, no, I'm not having you say yeah. that on my fucking stream. Uh, Gaelic is alive and well. It is spoken primarily in the Highlands and is taught still in schools as to this day. And it is an, an I, sorry, a language that is oh, I know, I know. increasing. Oh, I know, I, know. I, have, I have a family member who went to a strictly Gaelic-speaking high school and they, as soon as they left high school, they just forgot all of it. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know. Scots itself is more uh, is much more of a language where we are from. Scots is the primary language spoken. Mm. But anyway, um, but yes. yeah, we were spraying that and I don't know why, I think we were just really drunk. But when we're, uh, the person that I was doing it with was holding up the flag in front of their face. Oh, you fucking moron. And we didn't realise that, you know, the page just goes through, like, yeah. So it just... <laughs> 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 fucking idiot. So eventually we did it, uh, we hung it up on a wall outside outside the back of the flat and we spray painted yeah. it there. And again, the paint went through the flag. So on the back wall of our building for a while was just Scotland Uber Alice. <laughs> Fucking couple of idiots. <laughs> but it's, uh, anyway, she comes up, she's got hair dye all over her mouth, and uh, he says to her, I disgust you, don't I? And it's at this point that we learn her name finally, Megan. Megan. Uh, suggests taking a break say. from their relationship as Richard's obsession is dominating every moment of their lives. Uh-huh. And that he, we're also seeing that he's watching a lot of TV and he's yeah, this, he's this advert for Roswell Hair Growth. Uh, there's your first hint. And the guy's David Warner. There's your second hint. David uh, Warner's this. a great actor. Oh, he's fucking amazing. <laughs> he's on, genuinely incredible. Good guy. And he does well in this segment as well. Oh, he's good. He's good in everything. He's fucking great. He elevates everything he's in. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I will say it's at this point that the film officially lost me. Yeah, this segment. Like this segment, like just fully just died, and I was just kind of like, like comatose watching it. It reminded me of a really bad Goosebumps episode. Yeah. And the music in this segment as well was very um, Twin Peaksy, which makes sense because I think Twin Peaks had either just finished or was still on the air at this point. I think maybe it was in its second season. Ooh, I don't know. I would, I would need to look up. I think it. Um, I think it had just finished. Yeah, I think maybe the movie had just come out. I can't remember, but the movie doesn't really have that music in it anyway. But anyway, the music in the <laughs> section is very Twin Peaksy, and like, and the dialogue and the situ and the, the whole situation is very uh, Twin Peaks esque. Not that it was anything like this in the episodes, but like, if you're gonna what if you're gonna watch like a, a Twin Peaks rip off, you might as well just watch Twin Peaks. You know exactly. Yeah, Twin Peaks. Twin Peaks imitations are not or, or play Deadly Premonition. Yeah. That too, but Twin Peaks ripoffs and imitations never really work out that well. Um, uh, Twin Peaks was just like this weird. Um, uh, you know, it was like a perfect time for it to release as well. It's like and it had all the, it had all the perfect ingredients, and this yeah. just doesn't have any of that. This is like trying to make fucking French onion soup with like uh, tomatoes. <laughs> uh, it's, it's it's no good. It's no good. Yeah. It's a sketchy hair company talks about how hair is linked to manliness or some shit. I don't know. Uh, the nurse character is off a fucking nut. Everything that moves. Debbie Harry. Yeah. From Blondie. Mhm. So eventually, Richard then selects his hair type 
through this wee machine thing that shows like what it's going to look like on I did like think this was quite funny actually yeah oh did you not catch what David Warner says at one point where he's like oh bald men are seen as more trustworthy and we yeah, talked that doesn't about translate to the UK no <laughs> we talked about this last time um, skinheads yeah and no <laughs> yeah just your fucking gammons walking about yeah. singing uh, Sweet Caroline waiting to fuck up anybody that sports the wrong team so that's why you always say you like Partick Thistle <laughs> nobody fucks with them because they're shite <laughs> I, either, either they feel sorry for you <laughs> or they're thinking this guy must be fucking mental <laughs> <laughs> this guy's clearly lost his rocker supporting that fucking stuff. although did you see there's a did you see there's a rise of young teams actually going to Partick Thistle games now yeah yeah because <laughs> they're actually getting somewhat decent <laughs> aye the casuals are starting to go back to Partick aye <laughs> no that's a bad thing didn't we have a geography teacher who used to play for Partick Thistle Mr Johnston no he didn't play for them did he not no who did he play for hmm did he play for somebody nah he was uh, like a coach ah right okay he gave me a punishment exercise one time right uh, for being up in the uh, geography department during lunch I wasn't supposed to be there right he gave me a punishment exercise mm-hmm. but he spelt my name the French way so I just didn't do it because technically it's not me <laughs> What do you mean the French way? So the French way, he spelt it R-U-S-S-E-A-X or E-U-X, one of them. Oh, right, okay. Um, yeah, and that's not me. <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> wrong country, bitch. <laughs> Same the border, but wrong country. <laughs> so I didn't do it because I'm a rebel. But yeah, fuck this segment. <laughs> yeah, so uh, Richard undergoes the procedure and goes to bed while a walking jazz soundtrack plays. Very Twin Peaksy. Yeah. He then wakes up the next morning with exactly the hair he asked for, Long cascading down below his shoulders. Yeah, like imagine Fabio hair. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and uh, he sits laughing to himself, overjoyed at the results. The next few moments kind of plays out like a dream sequence, almost, I feel. Where he's like just going from place to place, he then shags the life out of Megan. <laughs> or as he calls her, Megan. Yeah. Uh, Americans don't... He wakes up the next morning with a sore throat uh-huh. we then, he then goes to the hairdressers to get his hair cut because it's grown like what 2 or 3 inches overnight I think he said about 6 did he not well he says 6 but really it's only 2 or 3 we know how guys are he says 6 but it's really 4 ah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised we made it this far until our first dick joke of the podcast oh <laughs> we've well. probably had more no, no, I mean like of this episode. Actually, you'd, uh, I was going to say you'd know, you edit these. <laughs> of this episode, uh, at least. Okay, well. Uh, so, uh, we then see the cut hair crawling on the floor of the barbers. Which I will admit, it's a pretty it's cool like, effect. Yeah, it's a decent effect. It's like stop motion, isn't it? It's quite mm-hmm, nice. Mm-hmm. And uh, we then, it then cuts to like... Yeah, it's crawling like a snake. Yeah, yeah. To him like sort of laying up in bed all sick and like he calls off his date with Megan yeah yeah uh, Megan why can't Americans say Megan they can't say Craig either ah they, they go Craig didn't they Craig yeah, uh, there's an A in there yeah my dad's American he says Craig, Craig. yeah he says Craig uh, you can say Greg you can yeah. Really annoys me that I don't know why. <laughs> to the point where I made that, like the last D and D character I played was a dwarf, and his name was Craig. 
and oh, I was playing, playing with Americans, so I named them, and they all was like, oh, hello, Craig. And I was like, no, Craig. Craig. My name's, my name's Craig. They can't say Graham either. I think it'll Graham. Or Graham. Graham, yeah, no. Graham. Yeah. Graham. 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 <laughs> like off ham. Go. Exactly. <laughs> off ham. Jesus, get boiled ham. Ram ham. <laughs> Ram ham, no. And there's we are. Sunny reference ticked off for this one. This is a bumper day, ladies and gentlemen. And those of you with the good sense to patch all that pish all together. Fuck hair. <laughs> I hate this segment. <laughs> it's really bad. Uh, it's so boring. Nothing happens until oh. like the last five minutes. See, see when he started getting like a sore throat and stuff. I thought where this was going to go was that he's like having like massive hairballs and shit. Mm. Like, or like you know he's going to start gonna, like, choking choke to death hair. or something. Yeah. But no, no, he's just got a fucking. He's got hair going out of his face. He looks like a werewolf. Throat. He looks. I thought Sasquatch, more so than a werewolf. Well, he looks like a Sasquatch with yeah. AIDS. So, yeah, yeah, yeah cause he's got like the pock marks in his face and that. Yeah, he's looking from his mouth, and the hair screams. Yeah, he starts looking like Tom Hanks's chest in Philadelphia. So. You dick! You're keeping that in. I am, yeah. But. So he goes to the the Roswell Hare place to complain and try and figure out what's going on. And then it just get, kind of ends. It just kind of ends. He's, he's get, told he about the aliens. given this monologue and that the hair is aliens and they feast on their brains. And the easiest way for them to do that is to find vain people who want more hair and to put aliens on their head that then eat their brains and that's it. it just ends yeah because uh, spoiler I mean we said it at the start but he doesn't you don't see any of this jumping out of the building and landing on a car which hits the train yeah because I think that was just a bit too expensive to shoot for a TV show at the time so by the way this tropical punch tastes like cherry coke and I'm not enjoying it <laughs> <laughs> but yeah fuck this segment Fuck this segment! Uh, see when I was watching the see when I was watching this whole movie, right? I was sitting there. I was like, "Well," and like, I, I I was ready to give up. And I know what Toby Hooper's nineties output reputation is like. Yes, yeah, so much we were, like Carpenter. Yeah. So I was sitting there being like, "This is this is mm. this is, yeah." Here we fucking go. But I was pleasantly surprised. <laughs> yes. So we go back to the back to the corner who, once again, is drinking formaldehyde, this time with an eyeball in it. Oh, hell yeah. Yep. Which leads us into our final segment. Isn't there a movie called The Eye? Yes, this one is just called Eye, however. Isn't it the same sort of plot? Kinda. Hmm. Who what came first? I don't fucking know. Did they steal this from Toby Hooper? Or did Toby Hooper steal it from... Is it the Pang Brothers? I would repeat, I don't fucking know. <sighs> Whatever. But anyway, Mark Hamill stars in our next story. Mark Hamill! Directed by Toby Hooper. Mark Hamill! <laughs> He's what? good! Yeah, Why the fuck was he not used more? In like <laughs> Star Wars! Wars and stuff, yeah. yeah. 
Well, I don't know. He, he's the voice of uh, he's the voice of Chucky in the Gives Child's Play remake. <laughs> Gives a shit about that, but yeah. He also voiced the Joker. He voiced Wolverine in a bunch know, of action games. I know, but that he's yeah. But like, why isn't he in more like live action things where he's playing like an evil psycho motherfucker? You, imagine him as like a fucking. He's in the Last Jedi. <laughs> Blue milk, but uh, but no, like imagine him playing like a a psycho hillbilly or something. Or like a fucking or you I don't need to. He's in this. I know, but just imagine it. It would have been great. Yeah. Or, or no, he would be a great horror villain. You see, uh, how old is he? Is he in the seventies? Wasn't he in the Wing Commander movies as well? I don't know. But isn't he in the is he in the seventies now? I don't fucking know. He's an old guy. Yeah. Older. Older. He's not as old as Harrison Ford, is he? No, no. Harrison Ford's old. He's the oldest of the original. Because I was going to say, like, there's all this the original talk. Trio. There's all this constant talk and rumors about like. Well, they're gonna make a new Nightmare on Elm Street, made a new Freddy. If he was younger, fucking hell, Mark Hamill could have done a good job. You know, there's an actually I know, uh, a yeah. connection between him and yeah. uh, Robert England. Uh, yeah, I know about that as well. But imagine the fucking difference we would have got if, if the rules are swapped back in the day. Yeah, yeah. Imagine that shit. For, so to to clarify, I, there is a anecdotal story. Mm-hmm. Which uh, I believe this is true for all intents and purposes. I'm pretty sure Robert England has confirmed like, yeah, this was would... true. Yeah, I don't see why you'd lie about this. Yeah. <laughs> so, Robert England and Mark Hamill were friends back in the day. They were roommates, actually, I believe, at one point or another. Yeah. And uh, Robert England had auditioned for Star Wars. Yeah. And it uh, basically came home, and Mark Hamill was like, at the time, he had. Mark Hamill had the script, and he was giving it to everyone, and he was like, listen, oh no, sorry, Robert England hadn't auditioned for it. It was Mark Hamill had auditioned for it and had the script and was passing it around to all his pals. Mm. And he was like, this is the goofiest shit I've ever read. What the fuck is this? I'm, I'm not going to... Like, what the fuck? Like, read this. This is mental. And Robert England got it and he was like, dude, you should you should really go for this. This actually looks this, like fun. This could work. This, this <laughs> could fucking work. Like, go for it. Do it. And he did. And we got the original Star Wars. I think it, Rob England did audition for it as well. I'm pretty sure, yeah, he showed yeah. up at one point or another. Yeah. But yeah. But uh, like if if Mark Hamill's just a bit younger, and it was like no fuck younger, have Freddy Krueger be older. Yeah, true. I mean, he does need to be a bit physical, but not as physical as Jason. But he's still used to like. He's in. Oh, he plays a great role in uh, what we do in the shadows, the TV series. Was he in that? Yeah, he thumbs up in that. Yeah, <laughs> okay. he's fucking brilliant in it. Ooh. He's really funny. Yeah, why 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 can't Mark? He's Hamill... in the Flash TV show as well as the Trickster, who he also played in the. In the 90s Flash oh, TV right, show. Right. So he's in the CW Flash. He's in the CW Flash reprising that role uh, in multiple different versions. He also voices the trickster in the Justice League cartoon series. Mm. But yeah, why, why couldn't he have yeah. a bigger career as like a live action guy? He would have been good. I don't know what the problem was. He wasn't an addict or anything. It was that everyone just saw him and saw Luke Skywalker. He was kind of branded mm. with that throughout his career. Sucks. Yeah, it's a shame, man. It's I mean, we're saying that, but I'm sure. Got... I mean, yeah, I'm saying that, but I'm sure he made a fuck ton of money anyway. So who gives a shit? Oh, no, do you know the reason why? Like, there's like the big difference between him and Harrison Ford and how they interact with Star Wars. Do you know the reason for that? Right, when they were offered Star Wars, there was like a pay dispute kind of thing between the actors. Right, they were offered. They were basically offered two options. They could either get a higher pay rate did for Harrison the movie Ford, itself. Did Harrison Ford go the Jack Nicholson route with Batman where he just takes residuals off it? And he goes no. Like, Fuck on. No, no. Mark Hamill went that route. Uh. So what happened was they were, now, they were offered either a flat rate, which was pretty fucking decent, considering this was, for all intents and purposes, a fucking indie movie at the time. 
<laughs> right? Technically, they all were. They were just, uh, yeah. Published by Fox. But, uh, and distributed. So the, the sequels weren't, but the original no, no, was. Empire Strikes Back is, is technically regarded as like the, the most successful financial independent movie ever. Really? Wow. Because yeah, it was his own studio. Oh, fuck, yeah, so it was, yeah. yeah. Lucasfilm. Yeah, fuck. Anyway, uh, so they were offered either a flat rate or they were offered a lower rate, but also a percentage of like the residuals for Star Wars mm-hmm. as a franchise, the right? Merchandising and all that. Uh, Harrison Ford was like, no, nah, fuck that, give me the money. Mm-hmm. And Mark Hamill was like, no, nah, I'll, ta- I'll take the, res- the residual deal. And so we get Harrison Ford, who's constantly ripping into and fucking hating on Star Wars. I don't think he really hates it. I think it's just. Oh no! It's like it's part of an act, I'm sure. Yeah. And then you get Mark Hamill, who is like heavily involved in pretty much anything to like. He appeared in trailers for Jedi Survivor for fuck's sake. Hmm. Yeah, I think Harrison Ford's hate for Star Wars. It's exaggerated. Yeah, it's like Jamie Lee Curtis saying she doesn't think like horror movies. Yeah. (laughs) She she probably doesn't watch them, but she I think she likes the money it gave her. So. Too fucking right. Anyway, let's move on. So we see Mark Hamill playing a southern baseball player. Hell yeah, right. And I know it's a movie and who gives a fuck, but like he's he's playing for the minor leagues in baseball. Uh, for those that aren't aware... And he's, like, he's like late 30s here. Yeah, for those who aren't aware... Uh, for those British people who aren't aware of how American sports leagues work, it's not like here where you get like relegated if your team does shite in the season. Yeah, you just are constantly... Yeah, yeah, and you get minor league teams which are usually associated with a major league, and if you do well in the minor league, you get you get sent up. It's like you get so sent- for a wrestling analogy, it's like NXT to WWE, Raw, or SmackDown, right? Yeah, yeah. So um, yeah, uh, so he's probably in his mid to late thirties at this point. I can't remember. We did look it up last time. I think it was yeah, his mid to late thirties. Uh huh. And uh, they're saying like, oh, the major league's calling you. You've also got to remember though that this is post motorcycle crash. I did. Uh, I know. I read Mark some, Hamill as well, so he looks. No, I I read something about that where he said that all that talk about him getting his face fucked up was all just pretty much like exaggerated, like more than it actually was. Oh no! See if you see the photos from that time. Oh. Yes. Yeah. Some of the reports are exaggerated, but like they had to, they literally had to write in the Wampa attack to Empire Strikes Back mm. to explain the scars. So they are very visible, mm. and you can see the difference. Like if you look at him in like Empire versus New Hope. I don't know. I'm not even talking about just what he looks like, but it's just how they're saying it. Like he's clearly in his mid to late thirties, right? Yeah. And his coach guy is being like, "Oh, the major leagues are calling. The the you're going to be going up to the Giants soon." He's in his mid to late thirties. He's not going up to the Giants anytime soon. Baseball stars usually fucking fizzle out by the time they're forty. He's not going anywhere. <laughs> he's not doing. Yeah, no, I'm fucking Babe Ruth. Yeah, he's like a one in a million. So could this, this is, to, Mark Hamill is one in a million. And Mark Babe, Hamill is one in a million. The only reason Babe Ruth like Babe Ruth was a fat cunt, right? And that yeah. <laughs> he, the only reason he was able to run around all that shit is because he was really good at making home runs. Yeah. So he didn't have to run fast. Yeah, exactly. Mark Hamill. Mark Hamill's the same <laughs> because he's swinging for the fences. Also, they're talking about. Uh, I also wonder how Mark Hamill's character and his wife's character would do in uh, San Francisco playing for the Giants. I don't think these uber Christian people are going to do well in San Francisco if you catch my drift <laughs> oh yeah let's, let's, there is a lot of Jesus pattern in this mo- in this uh, in this segment I don't even think Toby Hooper's a, a Jesus man either I think he's just no 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 it just <laughs> happened anyway so he's driving home during a storm yeah, and he takes his eye off of the road 
was to go and grab a cassette tape and like unbuckles his seatbelt so he can get down to put on a every, cassette. Yeah, every time I, 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 I saw, when I was watching that, the first thing that came to my head was the big Lebowski where he's like fucking, you know, smoking, trying to, he's in the car smoking, he drops the joint, he's, he's talking about his Credence tapes. And yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So I, I just, um, you know, Mark Hamill likes Credence, I don't know why. Yeah, well, yeah, I can see it. But uh, he <laughs> swerves to miss a deer, which, PSA, you shouldn't do, just hit the fucker. Hit Bambi, you'll be fine. Yeah. And uh, if it's a moose, go faster. Mm. Because the last thing you want is a moose on top of your car. You need to go fast enough so that that fucker rolls over you. Because if that thing lands on your car, I think, <laughs> you're I think, fucked. Yeah, I think the, the general rule is if there's an animal in the middle of the road and you can't avoid it, just fucking go, just fucking go for it. Doesn't yeah. matter if it's, if it's fucking Fido from down the road. You need to yeah. get that shit. <laughs> if it's between putting yourself in the car in danger and the animal, laws the road, go over, hit the cunt. That golden retriever's getting fucked. Oh, no, why do you have to make a golden retriever? Now I'm sad. There's always golden retrievers in movies. Fuck you. It always is. Not always. You know, my folks had a dog. Greyfather Bobby wasn't he a golden retriever. Uh, my folks had a dog that got hit by uh, uh, during the coal miner strikes. <laughs> they they had a they had a what was it? Where where the fuck is that lassie dog? You a know? collie. Yeah. A border collie. Yeah, they have. I don't think it's a border collie. It's a collie, but I don't think it's a yeah. border collie. But they had. A lassie dog. I don't know what they're called. Collie, whoever the Bitches. fuck. <laughs> <laughs> or, 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 or laddie, I suppose, from The Simpsons. But um, <laughs> they had one of those, and it tried to like round up the miners' trucks, and it got hit <laughs> and <it> died. <laughs> so the coal mine, that? That's the genuinely co- sad. I wasn't alive. Who gives a shit? Neither was the dog. It was. It was the coal miners' strike. And how old do you think I am? <laughs> I don't know. You're an enigma. <laughs> I'm the missing link but yeah the, the eye is a great segment <laughs> but yeah you get, the you missing get... link between goths and emos <laughs> I wasn't either of those I, was I know just... you weren't I'm just taking a piss I was just there <laughs> but uh yeah you're, you're just a guy yeah I'm just just chilling in the background just some guy I hung about with the stoners I hung about with the, the weird little netty kids I hung about with <laughs> I like how I like how I didn't get a classification. No, yours just you. <laughs> what about you guys? Um, yeah. Because <laughs> you know, I don't know what you'd really call you guys. Because you weren't exactly. Because you weren't like nerds. the nerdy nerdy guys. Nah. There was those. We were just we were just ourselves, weren't we? We were really. Yeah. Uh, we weren't we weren't nerdy enough to hang out with the Neds. We weren't sporty enough to hang out with the fucking. Like Neds, uh, we weren't fucking. Yeah, the Neds and the sporty folk were different, but yeah. They were they were crossover though. But yeah, he crashes his car. Get it off. We get a fucking awesome visual effect, by the way, because mm-hmm. it's like a chunk of glass in his eye. Yeah. And it looks gnarly as shit. It's it looks awesome. Pretty good. And he's dragging his hand across it, getting yeah, being like getting his hand all fucked up. Yeah. Uh, Brent wakes up in hospital and he is informed that he has lost his right eye. We should mention. He is informed this. by. Yeah, but we should also mention his wife's right. played by Twiggy. Yeah, Twiggy. Yeah, awesome. Sixties supermodel, British supermodel. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but his doctor is played by another notable actor. Roger Corbin is he really an actor or is, uh, oh, well, actor in this movie yeah Roger Corbin Roger Corbin the director of such classics as uh, Connoisseur <laughs> did he do, yeah did he no, 
I don't think he directed that. I think Producer just, yeah. of such classics. He did class direct. Art. He did direct all the the Vincent Price Edgar Allan Poe movies. Mm-hmm. So you got those: The Mask of Red Death and Tomb of Legia and the fucking Death Race Two Thousand. Is that a common one? He produced that. I don't think he directed yeah. it. Um, but yeah, he's noted B movie producer. He gave Jack Nicholson a start. He gave uh, a Jonathan Demme a start. He gave basically a lot of like these James fucking Gunn. James Cameron. Um, basically any sort of basically anyone who's anyone in Hollywood basically got the start through Francis Carmen. Ford Coppola oh no sorry uh, James Gunn wasn't uh, it wasn't Carmen it was Troma he got his yeah. start from I tell a lie Francis Ford Coppola did his first movie for Roger Corman yep Martin Scorsese did one of his early films for Corman yeah he's 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 connected <laughs> right. and so a new doctor comes in he's also in Silence of the Lambs oh yeah he yeah, is yeah. he's uh, remember he, he phones up uh, the FBI guy's like I understand that you made a false uh, deal yeah and, yeah yeah uh, that's Roger Corman <laughs> mm. so uh, Brent wakes up in the hospital was informed by Roger Corman that he's lost his right eye mm-hmm. a second doctor comes in and states that he could attempt an eye transplant mm-hmm. now uh, Mark has a pretty decent southern accent throughout this movie he's from Virginia so, so yeah that's the south yeah what do you mean? Uh, it's the South. <laughs> <laughs> There's no opinion on geography. It's the South. <laughs> uh, so, well, the operation is a complete success, and he gets a new eye, one brown eye, to match his normal blue eyes. Mm. Uh, however, Brent is getting regular headaches. And mid swings. And mid swings. Uh, Twiggy announces to Brent or, Brent or Brad or whoever the fuck. <laughs> I think it's Brent. I, I think it's Brent. I'm not sure. I honestly couldn't understand the Brent's accents. Brent's in the Bible. It's Brent. Yeah, Brent, yeah. <laughs> uh, Twiggy announces to Brent that she's pregnant. Ugh. What do you mean? Ugh. Uh, I just don't want kids. It's fucking Twiggy. <laughs> I fucked. Well, not anymore probably, but back then I probably would have. But. And Twiggy also does a great job in this movie. Yeah, she's fine. I'll, yeah. I'll be a bit of overacting towards the end, but that's fair. Like, you yeah. can say that of everybody. Mm-hmm. And her accent, does slips a great a, her accent slips a bit, but that's to be expected of anybody, I suppose. Yeah. That's yeah. just... How it's, it is. It's really hard to act scaled and also keep up, like, the pretense of, like, an, a false accent and that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Because, you know... She's not doing a fucking Dick Van Dyke and Mary Poppins. So that's oh, good weird. lord, that was... One of the worst I've ever heard in my life is Dick Van Dyke and Mary Poppins. Apparently. <laughs> the, the, the only thing that comes close to that oh. is uh, Gerard Butler's attempt at an Irish accent. See, you'd think he'd be alright at that since he's from fucking Paisley, but, uh, you know. What, you think there's a fuck ton of Irish guns cutting about in Paisley? Yeah, he's Scottish. Uh, our accent, like, the Scottish and the Irish accent are nowhere near as close as cunts make out to be. Yeah. They really aren't. I don't know, those Ulster cunts, you know, they... No, fuck off. No. Nah, <laughs> uh, anyway. <laughs> Spell fast people. Nah, man. The, the, the accents are so fucking different. It's unreal. Which is why it pisses me off when American cunts keep thinking, no, I love your Irish accent. Like, fuck, sound nothing alike. Ab- absolutely nothing alike. The only similarity is the fact that we drink and swear a lot. That's it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's got fuck all to do with the accent. <sighs> anyway. We like to sing Danny Boy sometimes too, apparently, but yeah. Nah, fuck that. <laughs> uh, so, well, now Brett is shutting the window in the baby's room, 
And while he's shutting the window, he hallucinates a woman crawling out from the dirt. That's his bedroom, actually, but yeah. Oh, his bedroom, sorry, mm-hmm. yeah. He hallucinates a woman crawling out from underneath the dirt. I thought this was the same and naked woman from the morgue earlier. So did I, yeah. I think it was. Possibly. <laughs> I, I, was like, the same actress. I was like, I'd recognise those gigantic fake tits anywhere, but, you know. God damn it, man. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking lech. Uh, so, Brent snaps at his wife without realising. Again, kind of hinting at those mood swings that are occurring. Mm-hmm. And he then throws his breakfast down the garbage disposal. I wish we had those. Yeah, they'd be really useful. Be kind of fun. Instead no, of, no, that would be kind of fun because instead of like stinking out your fucking uh, bins and the kitchens and all that shit. Like, yeah, you could just go straight to like mulch. Go down the pipe. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, another hallucination occurs. This time, a bloody hand being chewed up by the disposal unit. Mm-hmm. Again, outside of the thing, this is quite possibly some of. Well, I know this is Toby Hooper yeah, directed this one, but, so, yeah. but this is possibly the most. I would still consider Body Bags to be a Carpenter movie. Mm-hmm. Because of his involvement in the the between sections, yeah, and he, he did, and and he did two out of the three sections yeah. as well. So. so this is probably the bloodiest I've seen a Carpenter movie get outside the thing. Yeah, outside yeah. of the thing. Yeah, yeah. But uh, anyway, Brent is descending further into madness, and he continues to hallucinate these bodies as he's doing some yard work, digging up, uh, preparing foundations for an extension to the house or like a. a is hut that what or he's something. doing? I thought he was building a. I'm not sure. <laughs> I don't know what, what he's, he's doing. doing. I thought I assumed it was like an extension. I think he's just making a deck or some shit. I don't know. Nah, I don't know. But uh, <laughs> he's digging out and he sees again a woman like a woman's body as he's digging, which is again later to reveal to be a hallucination. He then also while he's building the 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 kid's cot, he sits down in the middle of the cot to like get some of the screws in. Mm-hmm. He then hallucinates a woman putting a cigarette out in his face. Yeah. Which causes him to convulse in agony while his wife is desperately trying to comfort him. Uh, we then cut to a later scene of him and his wife in bed. Oh, you see more Mark Hamill than you ever thought you would. Yeah, you, you, I swear, if, honestly, if, I, if I turned up the brightness in this film, I'd, honestly, he'd be winking at me. Uh, he's, <laughs> yeah. he's getting me... <laughs> Showtime. Fucking terrifying. It is, it is show, it it is is showtime. showtime. All bets are off. Uh, so, <laughs> him and his wife are, uh, they're not making love, they're fucking. Uh, <laughs> well, he's fucking, she's just kind of. They are. Yeah. <laughs> uh, during this time, Brent suffers another hallucination which causes him to bite her well, and actually a, draw blood. Well, yeah, he's imagining that he's fucking her corpse. Yeah. So, uh, very Toby. Very weird, yeah. <laughs> uh, she runs out of the room terrified. You bit me. Yeah, and uh, he eventually leaves the house to go and find the doctor. Well, that's after he does that. After he leaves the house afterwards, he, yeah, he's pacing around his room reading the Bible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, she's like, practically, uh, yeah, she's like, I can make an appointment with the doctor, and he just kind of fucking bolts it. Yeah, he bolts out the house, and he finds the doctor, and instead of approaching him in a calm, collected manner, no, he throttles the cunt. <laughs> what did you do to me? Where'd you get my? Where'd, Where'd you get the eye from? Oh my God. Uh, we find out that the eye came from a man who was executed on death row. Mm. Uh, he then goes Brent then visits a library to research this man uh, what was the man's the guy's name again I can't I've, I had it written down but I've long since forgotten it wasn't it Randall or something yeah John Randall John Randall that's it uh, who was responsible for the torture and murder of 25 young women <laughs> he was uh, 
Many of the victims were never found. Mm. Uh, It's later on Brent finally snaps and he's digging in the garden again and his wife comes out and she says, oh, are you doing yard work? And he just went, I'm digging your grave! And then attempts to hit her with the fucking shovel. Just imagine being the neighbours with them. You're just sitting out in the back garden and you hear that and you're like, well, the neighbours are at it again. Yeah, well, there you go. (laughs) They're into some weird role play, man. Uh, (laughs) Oh, well. So he's into corpse play. Brent fully snaps, yeah, and is going for it. Mark Hamill, I should say at this point now, is giving an unbelievable performance. He's good. Like he really sells the kind of the slow descent into madness. And this section does not work anywhere nearly as well uh, without his performance in the the lead role. Mm-hmm. I say he's absolutely fantastic. And this is beyond me just being a fucking nerd and liking Mark Hamill and no, his stuff. Like, he's genuinely shit. great performance. I remember sitting there just watching me like, holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> I've, never, I've never seen this side of Mark Hamill before. <laughs> yeah, he's fucking great. Uh, he needs to do more of it, but... Yeah, but. yeah. So, uh, <laughs> as he's going kind of crazy and trying to kill his wife, he gives this great monologue about how he sees the world as John seen it. Mm-hmm. And uh, eventually he stops referring to himself as Brent and John as John and starts talking about we and the pair of them. And you know that he is truly lost at that mm. point. To which Twiggy desperately tries to... Read the Bible, Brent's read the, in the Bible. Bible. Brent's in the Bible. <laughs> which is, again, referred to previously as we see that, you know, Brent does have that connection to the church. Book of Brent. <laughs> and he says, no, he actually originally says, John's in the Bible, she said. John's in the Bible. Mm. and which again causes Brent to be like oh okay right where and looks it up and I mean technically she's right yeah yeah. you know there's the book of John yeah there is that and so he opens the bible and sees the dedication or the writing there to Brent by what I assume was like an old pastor or his wife (laughs) or his wife who bought the bible (laughs) for him or something like that Book of and Brent. He starts freaking the fuck out. He's like, "No, Brent's in the Bible. John's not here. Brent's in the Bible." And he starts wrestling with himself. Eventually, he picks up a. He has this set of garden shears that he's attempting to murder her with. He stabs himself in the eye, mm-hmm. the same eye that he got replaced, the right eye, and falls to the ground. And he's bleeding over the Bible, which is a lovely. I've always loved that imagery of like blood on the Bible. I think that's. I know it's a bit. Hack, hacky now mm-hmm. but like there's something about it man that really I don't know man it scratches my brain in a kind of nice way so I assume you like the artwork for uh, Slayer's God Hates Us All yes <laughs> uh, and we are given a short excerpt of the Bible to close out the story which I will quote now if thy right eye offend thee pluck it out and cast it from thee very fitting for this particular yeah I, I can't help but feel like uh, for some way through some way shape or form Toby Hooper saw that and was like oh, that's fucking metal uh, like, yeah, it probably means something completely different <laughs> yeah probably like in context it means something totally fucking different yeah but he's read that and went that's fucking metal I'm going to do a film about it and then we got this oh, Jesus Christ just yeah. wait until he reads the Old Testament with the shit about jawbones and we're getting <laughs> Oh, right. Uh, yeah, like beat him to death with. <laughs> and all the incest and. Uh, yeah. yeah, well, yeah, and he did read that. That's how we got Texas Chainsaw. Uh, so, anyway, 
Uh, Carpenter provides the wraparound and it is revealed that he himself is actually one of the bodies in the morgue yeah. as he tucks himself up all nice into a body bag and two doctors come out to perform an autopsy on him. Yeah, one of which is Toby Hooper, the other one is uh, Tom Arnold. Yes. <laughs> For a brief point in time was one of America's greatest comedy stars. But yeah, he yeah. was, yeah. yeah. And we get a great bit of physical comedy as uh, Carpenter is like watching them do the autopsy on himself. Mm-hmm. And he's like mouthing all like the what? Like the, what the fuck? Give me the what was it, the, the skull saw or something? Yeah, give me the yeah, give me the skull saw. And he's like the skull saw, like mouthing along. He's like what the fuck? And then he rests in his his resting dead guy face, which is like a screaming mouth and mm-hmm. like all that. And the camera pans up, and sort of zooms out, zooms out, zooms out, and then we get the credits to once again some fucking badass music. Yeah, yes, for this movie. Yeah. And that's body bags. Fuck body bags. <laughs> well, I don't fuck body bags. Fuck hair. Fuck hair. Disgraceful. But I would honestly recommend this movie. Uh, maybe skip the second section. Yeah. Skip hair. But definitely, yeah, the, those two, like I and the gas station, fucking solid stories, man. Really good. And again, the wraparounds are heavily entertaining. Mm-hmm. Uh, the soundtrack from John Carpenter is once again great. Yeah, I said it last time we recorded this, but um, this is the sort of movie that I probably wouldn't like sit down and watch again. But if I was hosting a Halloween party or something, I'd probably put this on in the background. You know? Yeah, this would be great. This is a great uh, film to have on in the background for like a Halloween party. I would put it on. I would put it in the same, uh, in that same kind of vein of like you know stuff like Brain Damage, mm. where it's a it's a great and entertaining movie. But once is enough to watch it, and then after that, you know, you can put it on in the background of the Halloween party, no one's going to complain. Yeah, so it's a fine movie, and I would definitely recommend you watch it. What about uh, what about yourself, Jacob? It's... I mean, it's, it's fine. <laughs> it's a shit sandwich. Yeah, uh, it is a shit sandwich. Hair really... Hair really takes it down a peg for me. Oh, uh, more, I, more I, than a peg. I cannot get past that. Yeah. Uh, if somebody was to say to me, oh, do you want to watch Body Bags? First thing that will come to mind is probably not... Uh, yeah, like, so long as we skip, or, so long yeah. we skip here. Uh-huh. I mean, if you watch this as, like, an hour-long thing, sure. Yeah. Fine. <laughs> cool. But would I would I buy this movie? No. Um, would I recommend it someday? I would recommend it someday if... Uh, what if I, I, I've I've said, streaming and stuff like that, I would watch yeah, it. Yeah, I've said this... If it came on in the telly, I would watch it in the telly. Yeah, I've said this about uh, a couple of Carpenter movies where, if if you're if you're a Carpenter fan and you haven't seen it, give it a go. You might like it. Yeah. If uh, if somebody comes up to you and says, "Oh, I've never seen any John Carpenter movies. Where should I start?" I would. I would. Or, yeah, I wouldn't recommend or, this. Or or you know, what's a good Carpenter movie? I wouldn't really mention this one. Yeah. You know? Yeah. It's it's fine for what it is. Um. Uh, yeah. Body bags. Uh. A mixed bag. A mixed body bag. Oh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you know what else is kind of shit? What? This prime drink. Fucking, can you get off of that for no, fuck's sake? No, I have not even been able to finish this. For real? Oh, it's about half full. Fuck me. It's pretty bad. I'm not hip with the kids. <laughs> no, you're not. We knew that. We're talking about a film that came out in 93 for fuck's sake. Yeah, and that's another thing. For some reason, it's a bit of synchronicity. Um, when we were recording this the first time, I have no idea why we. I think we came to the conclusion that it was it was an anniversary of it. 
it's yes, it's coming up on its 30th. But a bunch of YouTube channels that I follow just... No, sorry. No, yeah, 30th. Yeah, 30th, yeah. A bunch of YouTube channels I watched out of nowhere just started uh, posting videos about this movie. Yeah. And it's it's very strange because the only time I'd ever heard of this movie before, you know, us doing this was uh, back in the days in the YouTube craze of... Do you remember DVD collection videos? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a guy I would watch who had mentioned having this movie and he said it was... In his words, from what I remember, it was it's all right. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, he mentioned it. And that was the only time I'd ever heard of it. And he said it was hard to get at that point, so... It's a bit easier to get now, courtesy of, like... I'm pretty sure Arrow. Like, Arrow <laughs> video, yeah, and, like, Scream Factory and whatnot. Yeah, and maybe then, stuff. actually, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Shout Factory, Scream Factory over there. But, yeah, Shout Factory, that's it. I, yeah, Shout Factory is a company, but I think Scream Factory is, like, their horror... They do a fucking great uh, Friday the 13th box set. They do. But Which, uh, and the art for it is amazing. It's like this Technicolor shit. It looks awesome. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's uh, our talk on body bags. Yeah. Uh, so our next episode is going to be on In the Mouth of Madness. That'll which I am looking forward week. to. I fucking love that movie. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a bit of a head fuck of a movie, I'll be honest. But I wouldn't expect anything less from the final uh, installment of the Apocalypse Trilogy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So join us then. Yes. Next time on Archive Panic. See you soon. Fuck here!